If you have a child with type 1 diabetes, whether they were diagnosed five days ago or five years ago, you continue to have questions. These are the questions about the emotional side of living with diabetes, the questions about how to parent diabetes. I'm Joanne Robb, a psychotherapist and fellow T1D mom, and I've been parenting diabetes for almost 15 years. In this podcast, I'm here to answer your questions about the emotional and relational challenges that come with being a caregiver for a child with type 1 diabetes. Before we dive in, I have to remind you that I'm not a doctor and nothing that I offer here should be considered medical advice. If you want to make any changes to the way you or your child is managing their type 1, please be sure to check in with your doctor or medical team. Let's get started. Hi, my name's Ashley. My daughter, Paloma, is 12 years old Mm -hmm. and in seventh grade Mm -hmm. and was diagnosed August 10th of this year with Mm -hmm. diabetes. So she's Uh, been... Four months, maybe. Four months. Mm-hmm. Four okay, months. So really new. Mm-hmm. Very new. Um, it was very traumatic. She's never been sick. She's mm-hmm. never had an ear infection. And she's the youngest out of five. It was just the most shocking mm-hmm. thing. So we were in the ICU for mm-hmm. multiple days. And just, it was so jarring just because it had never been anything that's entered our family. We don't have a history of this on either side. It was a real shock, but she is a highly competent human. She is really independent. She's really good at self-advocating. She has dyslexia and dysgraphia. And so she's had to work with those types of things. And I think that's given her maybe a leg up on diabetes and being able to understand that she has to work around some things. So so it's actually, I think she's handled it a bit better than than I certainly have. I think at the beginning, um, she just jumped in. And so it's wonderful. She's at a great school. She We have great family support. And it's made us maybe closer even. I think we've, we've become a team. So, and you know, that 12, 13-year-old that probably the last thing they want is their mom and their business all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of... I hate to say nice, but it's been interesting to see how we've been able to work as a team. So that's been really very positive. When we started using the Dexcom, which was about six weeks after diagnosis. So I want to say we've been on the Dexcom now two and a half months, maybe. Every single time we have to make a a Dexcom change, it has just opened up the floodgates Mm -hmm. of anxiety, Mm -hmm. anger, tears, being just all of the emotion that makes sense comes out and it turns this event into something that then gets me really anxious because seeing her upset makes me upset. And then we go back into our, probably when we're not communicating well, our routines and our patterns where I get frustrated. And so then I'm short and she you know, then we're butting heads, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're not collaborating. Mm-hmm. We're banging up against each other. So having to do that every 10 days mm-hmm. has been yeah. <laughs> you know, really not fun. And then, you know, we've had one fall off and had the, mm-hmm. like as a surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these episodes can last anywhere from four hours to seven hours where she will have it on her body and not move. Until I finally say, hey, listen, we have to go, you know, you have to go to rehearsal or we have to do this. And it ends up where 
it doesn't matter how kind or patient or how much I ignore it. By the end, we get into our pattern where I'm embarrassed to say, kind of yelling at her, like, just, Mm -hmm. I need you to push the button. Please push the button. You know, can I help you? Can, and we've gone through validations. We've just, and it, it's just an awful experience and eventually it happens, but it can literally be four hours, seven hours, less tears, but it's just this anxiety that just builds. It's never going to get less scary. It's Mm -hmm. never going to hurt less. So, you know, we've found ourselves in this place. However, we were on vacation with our whole family over Thanksgiving in a different country. We left her in the hotel room and went across the street to start having appetizers and just said, when you're ready, just come over. And she did click the button herself. And it, of course, didn't work. So it never connected. And I didn't know why, because I wasn't there. And then... We had brought a second one and the next day she did it again. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if the lesson there is I just have to be completely out of the picture, Mm -hmm. but I think more, it's not maybe about the Dexcom, but it's about when we get to that place where she feels all of that emotion, it makes me come unglued a bit, which is not my usual practice. So my question is when we get to those places where we're both anxious. I'm still trying to figure out how I can be authoritative in that we just need to get it done, but not get into the, our pattern of when we do maybe argue with each other, which we don't do very often because that's not usually how we communicate, but this has just brought up, you know, it's just a real challenge and she gets so emotional and angry and I don't know how to receive that. And be able to tell her that that's all true, but you still have to do this because it's the only thing that she's done so far that she hasn't wanted to do. I don't know if there's even a question in there or if it's more. It's a very hard situation. So I just want to make one very small comment and then Mm -hmm. let's open it back up. You just said, you know, she doesn't want to do this, but she has to. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I want to change there is I want you to shift the butt to an and because she doesn't want to. And it is very invalidating when we use the word, but we all do it all the time, right? There's no, there's nothing to be guilty about here, but changing it to an and or and changing it to an and allows the first half of the sentence to stand. So it's a very small thing. It's a little therapist trick that I want to hand you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. What I'm hearing that feels um, really important is how much you love her, how much you want the relationship to stay strong. Mm-hmm. And how incredibly painful and let's add frustrating and angering, right? Because I think mm-hmm. that's real, right? It is when she gets into this place that she can't seem to step out of. I'm glad you have found that some of the solution might be stepping away. Mm-hmm. That feels important. I'm also wondering what conversations are you having with her about it that aren't when it's happening? Are you having any? Are you mm-hmm. talking to her about it? So the conversations that we're having about the Dexcom and we're not in the heat of it is, you know, the day before, hey, listen, I think it's going to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do you, is there something we could do to make it easier? Are there yeah. things, you know, and she just, it's the one area she doesn't want to talk about. And, and, we try not to talk about diabetes all the time, especially now that we're four months in it. It feels like it has to be less of the, the first conversation that we have about everything. But she just absolutely is. There becomes a wall on this topic. She just does not want to discuss it. She doesn't want any help. She doesn't want any input. 
but yet she'll give herself injections in, in a restaurant. She's not necessarily private about kind of anything else with it. She just doesn't doesn't want to have any input. It, it's it's like it brings up something for her. It's so triggering or traumatic that we can't even have really conversations. She just says, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I know. And we're going to take a quick break and be back with more answers. Right now, your child's type 1 diagnosis feels like the biggest blow ever. You feel worried for their health and watchful all the time of pretty much everything, blood sugar, food, exercise. If your child was diagnosed in the last year and you want to get back to the calm and sturdy parent you were before diagnosis, the place to start is with Sweet Talks After Diagnosis coaching program designed just for parents like you by me, a fellow T1D mom and experienced therapist and diabetes coach. After diagnosis will help you find a faster path to calm. When you're doing better with diabetes, your child will do better too. To find out more, go to diabetessweettalk.courses. Tricky, tricky. What I'm thinking is I would still try to bring it up. It's sort of like if you're moving a huge ship, you need to tap it tap it, tap it, tap it, right? In order to get it to course correct. Mm -hmm. So I would bring it up. And when she says, I don't want to talk about it, I would say, yeah, it's a really hard one for you. I can see that. Just be Mm -hmm. doing kind of active response listening. Yep. I can see it's hard. You might even say something like, I don't even need to weigh in on what you do. So this is a question I have for you. We can go Mm -hmm. two ways here. Mm -hmm. I don't even need to weigh in. I'd like to hear if you have any plan for how to make it easier. Now, Mm -hmm. you and I both know that it might be that you say, I'm going to just leave you here with the Mm -hmm. Dexcom and I'm going to go. You come get me when it's done. That's one strategy. A second strategy would be to talk about it and be saying, I'd love you to have a plan to make it easier for you. I don't need to be involved in that, but I'd like to know what the plan is. Right. Mm -hmm. That's strategy number two. A third Mm -hmm. strategy might be to say, I have some ideas of things that could make it easier. Here are three. I don't know what your Ashley's ideas might be. My Joanne (laughs) idea might be like a breathing meditation. So my self-care kit has a breathing GIF or whatever that someone reported to me that her kid used for something super similar. I think it was some changes and that was calming for him. It might be humming. I had a client once upon a time who had a lot of trouble with this and she would hum to herself Mm -hmm. in order to get through changes. Those are the two that I'm coming up with right now. It might be there's some kind of meditation that you could find that would be helpful or straight up distraction. Like what if she's watching her favorite TV show and you press the button, right? So I might suggest things to her also, but if she can't hear any of it, then don't go Mm -hmm. that route, right? So you have a few different choice points here. And frankly, I would start with leaving and seeing if she can manage it. The other thing, though, that I want to say, Ashley, and I'm wondering how this will land with you, is that she's carrying a really heavy load. And I see this in a lot of kids who are old enough to be like the superhero managers of themselves. And Mm -hmm. and she is. I think the two hardest ages to be diagnosed are Mm -hmm. middle school, which is where she is, and Mm -hmm. kids going off to college, Mm -hmm. right? Slightly different reasons. But it's a very hard age to be diagnosed. And so she's saying to you in every way, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Mm-hmm. And she does. She's being a superhero. She's being yeah. incredible. She's a superstar. And yeah. it's still a lot. 
And so the a lot is coming up only at Dexcom changes. And so I might make room in quiet moments with her to say, mm-hmm. this is, you're doing such a great job. And I know it's a lot. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that that is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And, and the and versus but is really powerful because, oh, yeah. you know, and, and I don't know what it's like for her. I can see it. And as her parent, it just, if there was anything that you could do to take it away, you would. So just to see her struggle so hard, it, it's the one time that it, it really does just kind of take me out at my knees. But I think I love the idea of, of having that conversation with her ahead of time. And then if just being able to walk away, if, mm-hmm. if that, thank you for the kind of permission to be able to do that. And, oh, yeah. and just yeah. because she's done it enough now. And, and I think, and whatever, if we have to do it again, yeah, we do it again. Yeah, but. that's, I'd be careful. That's a tricky place because there's some frustration as a parent when you don't know what happened, but exactly. Yeah. Let's do a shrug and say, you get 10,000 stars. Wow. You did a great job. This sucks for you to have yeah. to do this again. I don't know that you would use that language with her. Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, and, um, and I'm so proud of you. It sounds like she might be able to gather herself when she's alone. There's some way that she gives permission to herself in a way that's important to yeah. fall apart when she's with you. So I want you to give her more permission to hate it, to fall apart with it at other moments so that the Dexcom change isn't the only time where she's having that experience. Yes. I um, We have a, a camp, you know, here mm-hmm. in Atlanta, which is great. And they have a teen camp coming up in February oh, that good. she'll be able to attend. So I think because she's not yet met anybody oh, that's um, so good that she's doing. who, you know, is, is her age and going through what she's mm-hmm. going through. So I, I do think that'll also maybe help her be able to have those conversations that you don't want to have with your mom. And I don't know. I don't know what it feels like. Yeah. So so another thought I have for you, mm-hmm. um, and you'd have to talk to your endo to get an extra set. Or, um, mm-hmm. There was a woman I worked with. She was an adult. It was in a study I was doing. And she talked about how powerful it was for her when her mother wore a pump. Mm. So you can Mm -hmm. get loner. I wonder if you can get a loner Dexcom set and say, I want to, I can never like, don't even pretend that you can experience what she is. Right. But I want to be in solidarity with you. And so Mm -hmm. I want to just wear one too. I might ask her how that would be for her. That sounds great because I did fall into, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I wanted to rewind it, but one of the last times that we were going through this struggle, she was like, well, what would you do? And I answered. And I was like, I should have said, I have no idea because Mm -hmm. I don't have to do this. But instead Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I think I would push the button sooner because the anxiety I I used, I was in my brain. I wasn't Mm -hmm. in, you know, my EQ was very low at that moment. (laughs) And (laughs) so, but that, that is a, a really Good idea. I think even just for her, you know, because we've all pricked our fingers and, and mm-hmm. those types yeah. of things. But I love that. I hadn't even considered that. That is something that might be just for us to look at her and say, yeah, no, this is crazy because it is. It's scary. It is. it is. It's scary and it's crazy. And you know, you have to, but it does hurt. The click alone, it just but, sounds so. I've never worn a Dexcom. I'm scared. I wouldn't want to yeah. put one on right there. Scary. Yeah. It's so aggressive, just the, the sound and the, the whole thing. 
is intense. I mean, there's no question about it. And we still have to do it. Yeah. I love that. Yay. Look how fast you're learning. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yes. No, I, uh, (laughs) I think of you often in my mind as we're having these conversations. So I really appreciate all of the talks and the, the podcast because it's just exactly those quick tips that make a huge difference in in trying to manage through this with them. I'm so glad you came on to ask your question. And I I just want to reinforce that I agree with you that her going to camp is going to be really helpful. And one of the things I see in kids when they go to camp is often they take the next step in their management. So it might be that putting on the decks isn't going to be quite as traumatic Mm -hmm. for her because she's just with a whole lot of other kids who are doing it all the time. That's right. That's right. And if this is the worst problem we have right now, I think considering where we were four months ago and now mm-hmm. I feel so much better and, and she's doing, you know, extraordinarily well, but you just want to try to smooth out these. Of course. These it's bumps. painful. It's so painful yeah. when our kids are in that much pain. Yeah. yeah it's... Good luck. Please reach back and let me know how it goes. I, I absolutely will. Thank you so much. And then just a question. The last time I was on your website, the class for uh, new diagnosed parents, have dates been put out for 2023 yet? Yes. So if you okay. go on to diabetessweettalk.courses. Perfect. Uh, where is it? It might be on both sites. I, I honestly am not sure, but you can find it. .com. Okay. Courses. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. The last time I just didn't think there were any dates set. So we'll definitely yeah. be there. So thank you again for everything yeah. that it's you're so doing. Nice to it's, meet, Ashley. it's extraordinary. Have a wonderful night. Thank Take you for care. your time. You too. Okay. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening today. If you want answers to your questions about parenting a kid with type 1, I'd like to invite you to join our live recording sessions so you can ask your questions in person. Not only will you get the support you need and deserve, but through the podcast, you'll be helping other T1D parents to know that they're not alone with the challenges they're facing. To join one of my live recording sessions, simply go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register. Again, go to www www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register.